Lieutenant Colonel Akitra Colvin is the commanding officer of the Nashville Recruiting Battalion. She joins Charlie and Katie to talk about the challenges facing recruiters in the COVID era and about her career in the service. All in this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. You know, we talk about Fort Campbell all the time and Army, Army, Army all the time. Love Fort but Campbell. today... We get to talk about the U.S. Army Recruiting Battalion out of Nashville yes. with mm-hmm. Lieutenant Colonel Lakitra Colvin. Yes. Welcome. So welcome. We're so excited to see you today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I, I greatly appreciate you guys inviting me. Absolutely. I see um, I see one of your partners in crime sometime that lives in Clarksville, and, and I get to see some of the things that, that you guys are a part of, everything from the Golden Knights to different recruitment events. But we want to learn about you, and then we can talk about what you do. Okay. So, so tell us about you. Where, where are you from? Where I start, I am from a small town uh, near Biloxi, a little town called Moss Point, Mississippi. Uh, so not too far from here, about six hours. I was born in Georgia. I'm kind of a military brat. Um, definitely a Southerner. Brat. I'm definitely a Southerner. Uh-huh. <laughs> my dad was in the military, but I spent most of my time in uh, Mississippi. Yeah. So uh, so how did you get involved with the Army? Well, Was it my, your dad? My dad's a mm-hmm. retired, retired uh, NCO, but, you know, he just showed me the way. Hey, there's a lot of things that you can do in the military, and I think you should try it. I will I'll admit, out of... Uh, all of my siblings, I was the one that was probably least likely to join the military. Really? So he was really shocked when uh, I told him, you know what, Dad, I think I'm going to join the Army. He was like, okay, that's great. So there are a lot of options out there. Let me tell you about them. Uh-huh. I think he put his recruiting yeah. He recruited you, huh? He recruited yeah. me. And so I um, I went to school. I went to college first and went to Jackson State. And I joined their ROTC program. And the rest is history. That, that's it's pretty incredible because to to have to have someone like that like your father kind of once you showed interest yes. he, his eyes probably lit up man right. I could hear him say my little girl right you know I, I could we I've got a, so a there's daughter. three of you right okay. I have two brothers and uh, my mom on my mom's side of the family most of my uncles are Navy oh Coast Guard so very shocked just. Yeah. By the nature of where we're from, you know, mm-hmm. it's more water there, so it's got to be most. Well, mostly well mostly and, and we appreciate what they do. Um, just just in any of any of the service members, we we appreciate. It. You know, we live in the middle of of all our service members, and they're they're our friends and neighbors and coworkers. And so, I'll say this at the end, but up front, I want to thank you for what you do and how you help build our forces and and. You know, our people contribute. Exactly. Okay. Well, so, thank you for your support. We appreciate yes, it. Ma'am. I tell you, I feel it every day uh, just being here in Nashville. We're walking out in our uniform. We are constantly thankful for ourselves. Yeah. And it, yeah. I mean, it's very honorable. It's an honor to serve. So how did you make your way to be in command of the battalion in Nashville? How does that happen? It happens to you. Oh, wow. That's an, I love how you said that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, there is a selection process yeah. and, um, you know, you get to put down some of your preferences and I'll say Nashville was my first choice, mostly because I have family here. Um, some of my cousins live here. They've been here for about 10 or 15 years. So, you know, I didn't know a lot about this battalion before I, you know, put my preferences down. But once I, you know, was kind of in the running, I just started doing my research mm-hmm. and wow, I was really impressed at how much we cover and just, you know, the capacity of the amount of people that were able to uh, reach out and touch yeah, and change their lives. Cause you know, joining the military can change your life. It changed mine for sure. 
Absolutely. So can you kind of just tell us what you do? What, what is the job of your battalion? Because I know you cover, you cover parts of Tennessee, Kentucky, Indiana, and Illinois. Right. So that's what, a lot what, of area. What do you do? It's a lot of area, a lot of uh, recruiting stations. So may, mainly I'm the face. The recruiters do all the work. They are the ones that are out there every day, beating the streets, looking for recruits, looking, making sure they're qualified, making sure that we're getting, you know, the best and the brightest, you know, to join our forces. I just, you know, and making sure I am supporting them as much as I can so that they can do the things that they need to do so yeah. that they can grow the army. Is Oh, go ahead, Kay. Now, you tell me this early because I, I heard a rumor. Is it true that you are the first female African-American command leader? Is that what you call it? That's what they keep telling me. That's <laughs> like, I think that, like, I'm just like, she's, just, I, I love that, yeah. you know? That's what I yeah. it. it is that is something to be really proud of. It's an honor and a privilege. I mean, every day I just look at the things that, you know, are happening every day in the world and I'm like, wow, you know, there's so many opportunities yeah. that exist in the Army. Well, I just think that's, I mean, I've, I got kind of goosebumps thinking about it because I think that's pretty special, it is. you know, to be able to say that. Charlie told me that before you came in because he knows I kind of really love stories like that. <laughs> well, awesome. yeah, K- Katie's really, really good at. I'm all about girl power. R- yeah, she is, she's all <laughs> yes. about girl power, but but and we appre- we appreciate that very yes, much. Yes, thank you. No doubt. Um, so so tell me what's your what's a daily challenge for you? Daily challenge. Um, you know, we, we want to reach as many people as we can, because like I said, you know, joining the army can change your life forever. But I say some of the biggest challenges is just making sure that we get the right applicants and that we can get them through the pipeline and, you know, give them that opportunity so that they can serve. Because everyone, you know, they just they don't always qualify just based on some of the uh, things that maybe they've experienced in life. So what trying are, to get them there. Is yeah. What are some of the qualifications that you guys are looking for right now? Um. Of course, we we're always looking for someone that just has that natural athletic ability. Mm-hmm. But it's not a, it's not a showstopper if they don't have it. We can definitely get them there. We have a future soldier training program that'll kind of give them some preparatory mm-hmm. experience with the military. But being physically fit definitely helps. Being able to score uh, well enough on the ASVAB to kind of mm-hmm. make sure that we're getting those quality applicants and passing the medical, you know, portion. Gotcha. Make sure that they're healthy and able mm-hmm. to kind of endure the stressors. Mm-hmm. Basic training and just basic uh, combat and stuff of that nature will put on their uh, bodies. I'm sure you you work, your people work closely with, with high schools and their JROTC programs, right? So how many recruiters do you have and how do they work those relationships in those high schools? So I have about 250 uh, recruiters across my entire formation and they work mostly with the guidance counselors, just building relationships. Hey, what do you guys need? You know, what can we do? And then they just, they try to get into the schools and talk to the Talk to as many applicants as they can to let them know, hey, if you want to go reserves and you want to stay around, you know, this area, maybe you're helping your family on the farm. Hey, we can keep you here and we still can, you know, allow you to serve. So just making them, educating them on their benefits and the things that are out there yeah. for them. What, what is So if there's a high school student out there listening, what what are they, what are they obligating themselves to? That's a good question. Uh, so the obligation, it, it all depends. We have so many contracts. Yeah. You know, if they want to go to college, you know, we can find a program that helps support, you know, getting them money for college. Um, they can sign on for 
different programs. I won't give yeah, a certain yeah. amount of years, but we have so many different, sure. you know, years or obligations that they are committed to. But um, we we offer college, you know, we offer tuition while you're serving. We have college op programs. They have officer training. You know, there's just there's just tons it's, of it's, options. It's just customizable of based options. on what your needs are, yeah. right? It's just based on your needs. I'm, if you whatever you need, we have a program out there that will that's suitable that'll fit into it. So do you find that, because I mean, in the kind of a changing environment, changing world, is it gotten easier to recruit? Is it harder to recruit or is it just about the same? You know, um, it's kind of hit or miss mm-hmm. with some of the environmental changes. We have seen kind of a dip in our numbers because, you know, we, we can't get into the schools. And I will tell that's you true. that is probably where my recruiters are probably most comfortable. That's that's what they enjoy doing. They mm-hmm. get to go out and it's, it's that direct contact that they can feed on mm-hmm. and feel for, OK, this person is really interested right away. Right now, we're kind of leaning more on virtual recruiting and there's a lot that you can't. You know, you can't pre-qualify someone you know, mm-hmm. from the Internet. So it does pose a few challenges. You can't ask those specific questions. You got to wait for them to reply and go back and forth. Whereas if I'm having that conversation mm-hmm. with you right away, we can connect. Right. I can kind of figure out exactly what your needs are. And it's a, it's a lot more immediate and we can get we can get there quicker. That makes a lot so of sense. That is probably the biggest thing. Yeah. Not being able mm-hmm. to get into the schools because of COVID is definitely hindering us a little bit. Yeah. But I will tell you, these recruiters, they're innovative and they are creative and they are figuring out ways. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. I ask a lot of my, my military well, I friends. I interrupted and asked my question, so you can. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you a question and, and we won't count the job you're in, okay. but other than the job you're in, do you have a favorite job that you've had while in the military? Other than the job that I'm in. Other than the job you're in. <sighs> I just didn't want, you know, I mean, that's we a really important We didn't important want you job. saying that one. Yeah, that's a really <laughs> my important job. Jobs are my favorite. Um, I, I worked, uh, I'm an intelligence officer by trade. So I was the deputy brigade commander for one of the largest brigades in the Army, the intelligence brigade at the 704th MI Brigade. And that is in Fort Meade. Mm-hmm. Um, just awesome mm-hmm. job. And I think it was similar to the job that I'm in now. Just my ability and my reach and the amount of people that I was able to help. Just yeah. really, that's that immediate gratification. You know, you're doing things, you're moving people and you're putting them in positions that are going to help them be successful in their career. So you're touching a lot of people. So yeah. included. So that's awesome. I think that was probably my uh, most awesome. enjoyable job. You have to be pretty smart to be an in intelligence, I think. <laughs> well, they say it's the opposite. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, no, man. I All doubt right, it. I doubt it. Yeah, I was afraid I was just going to pronounce it wrong. <laughs> Well, and, and now I'm going I'm to ask you another question about, about the military. You know, when you when you think about the military, not you, but sometimes when, when men think about it, it, it seems like it's a male-dominated business, right? But as we can see two generals that just got their four-star right. and the position you're in. So that uh, that is not true. Right. Mm-hmm. So how how would you go about recruiting or telling young women that the military has a place for them and that they can fit in and they can lead? How how would you do that? That's a good question. Isn't Sorry. It? That is a very good mm-hmm. question. I would just tell them, you know, I, I can give them so many examples of women that have been able to be successful in the military 
you know, manage their career while also managing, you know, being a mother, you know, because I'm a mom. I yeah. My mom. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and marriage, you know, marriage, everything. And there's no limits to the things that you can do. It is male dominant, but there's so many opportunities. I, I always say I, always, I love having male counterparts as well as females because most of the stuff that he hates doing, I'm probably going to enjoy doing. So we, we balance mm-hmm. each yeah. other oftentimes, yeah. you know, and you can have that balance with women. Believe it or not, being an intelligence officer, there's not as many women in intelligence as really? you think is still interesting, very uh, male dominant. But I think we find our way. I, I would just I would offer to females that are looking to join the military to just call your recruiter, go army.com, go Nashville, uh, recruiting and just start looking at your opportunities because they, they exist and they're yeah. limited and you can be successful. You can be leaders and you could, you could definitely yeah. enjoy the time while you're doing it. I bet if I asked her, if she loved her jobs, she would say yes. And that's probably some of the best <laughs> advice for young women. Find something you love and you're going to be good at it every day. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it's always changing. You know, the good things, if you're not in love with a job, you know what? You're probably going to be moving on really yeah. soon if you mm-hmm. want to anyway. Yeah. There's other things you can do. Well, you can tell by looking at her when she's talking. And when I asked her that question, she she thought for a second, but her smile came mm-hmm. up really big right away. Right. So I knew it, I knew it was a good answer. I knew it was there was some passion in there. Yes. So that's why I brought the love thing up. You can tell she loves what she does. Absolutely. Do. The military has been good for me. You know, I it wasn't originally like I wasn't. Oh, I'm gonna join the military all my life. You know, I was in college and I was just looking at some of my friends and they were like, you know, I'm going to graduate soon and I'll tell a short story, but one of the other battalion commanders that's in the other brigade, I, he and his brother kind of convinced me in college that, yeah, you know, this is the route to go. And it's, it's been a wonderful journey. And he's a battalion commander. Now we got commissioned through the entire, through Jackson state university, the same commissioning source. And they were the ones after I was in the program that actually kind of continued to show me the things that, you know, women can do in the military. And I, I loved it. I just, I, I never had a dull moment, you know. There's so many jobs out there that I have, oh, I, maybe I can do this. Maybe I'll do this next. Mm-hmm. And it's unlimited. Well, I love that. So how long are you going to be in Nashville? Do you know? So uh, this command is a two-year okay. position. I uh, took command on the 2nd of July. So okay. Coming up on my first year, mm-hmm. looking forward to the next. And you brought up kids. How old are your kids? I have one and mm-hmm. he's nine years old. Okay. So you got your hands full. Yes. Yes. Awesome. I was, you know, we, we had some ladies in here earlier when we were talking about women and I said, well, we are the ones that can work all day and still go home and be a mother. Absolutely. Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Not a problem. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming and joining us today. And like Charlie mentioned early, thank you for your service, because I know that especially in this environment, what you do is not easy right now. So, yes, thank but you, guys. you seem to be doing it with a lot of grace. And that's pretty amazing. Thank you. Thank you guys for your support. Really appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. Good to see you. Thank you. Subscribe to Clarksville's conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on a single conversation.